drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. It is Friday here on the show on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You know I'm your host, Derek Oakery. You guys can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Talking lions here on the pod. And it's a good Friday. It's a great Friday because I got my buddy Chops on the show. Hashtag Choppy Likey. He's back. He's ready to do this thing. Chops, how you doing today? Uh, Oakry. Hey, uh, it's good to be on the show. Happy to be here on a Friday. Uh, still a little, little devastated. Still recovering from that clunker of a weekend we had with, uh, with our football teams, but, uh, I'm ready to, to drink it in and, uh, move, move on to this weekend against Green Bay. I, I was going to ask you, man, if you, if you were disappointed, because, man, we had a heck of a tough Mich- Michigan game. The Lions gave up 50 points. I mean, it's been tough, but but I'm I'm really glad you're back. I'm glad you're drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in. <laughs> Side of cornbread, of course. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. And, and let's get let's get into this thing, man. I mean, you, you know that I love to serve up that Kool-Aid. You know, both of the, our teams lost. Tough to watch. I already talked about that. There's no question. But today, I thought we'd do a little something different for on the show. A little something different for the people. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's our first show back from vacation. Tony, did you go anywhere nice? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Downstairs? Does that count? I went downstairs a few times, yeah. It's been a while, but you got a nice downstairs. You got a very nice downstairs. No, it's, it's nice. I actually did go. I went to North Carolina and South Carolina. A little golf, some golf time. Uh huh. Not golf in Washington anymore. Got eight inches in my house. No more golf for a while. <laughs> Welcome to PTI 2022, boys and girls. Choppy, I, I think we gotta we gotta flip the script. I mean, I I think that we gotta do a little something today. I mean, that pretty much summed up our COVID lives. We sometimes we're lucky enough to make a big travel either downstairs or out to the store. There's snow everywhere. It's a crazy time. So, how how about some pardon the Kool Aid today here on the show? I mean, uh, basically a rip off of PTI. But I thought today we'd just do a PTK. And do some rapid fire. Two minutes, clock me and you going back and forth on hot topics with the Detroit Lions and who else? Who knows what else we might talk about? It. Are you down for a little PTK today? Sounds great, man. Hey, can I get a get a double side of Kornheiser? Oh, <laughs> hey, oh, uh, terrible, terrible Monday night announcer, by the way. So, so what I was thinking, man, if you got a clock over there, we'll, we'll set our clocks here to two minutes. We've got some topics here. Throw it. We'll kind of alternate. Each guy will go about a minute. The other guy will try to jump in. And we'll just do what we do, which is talk sports and have fun here on the on the pod. Sounds great. Well, I can't wait. Let's see how many of these we can get through. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Hit the clock, buddy. All right. So I'm going to read the question. And when I, re- I get done reading the question, the clock starts. So, so the first question. I still don't have a great nickname for this guy, but right now it's ARSB. You know who that man is, Amon Ross St. Brown. We got a lot of hype and a lot of talk about this guy. I want to know from you, are you down with this hype and what's the ceiling? Let's go. Oh, okay, choppy likey. I am down with this guy's <laughs> hype. Listen, he I've heard him compared to Heinz Ward. I've heard other comparisons with this kid. But man, to, to I, I'm looking at our rookie leaders here in the league with for receivers. And of course, you got your Jamar Chases, you got your Jalen Waddles, you got your Devontae Smith, and then oh, 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 who's that? Oh, yeah, you got your Amara St. Brown, Mr. Fourth Round Pick, Q 
keeping up with the boys in the first round. What a steal by Brad Holmes. And I like this guy, man. I'm liking him high. I'm going 80 to 90 catches for a 900 to 1,000 yards next year, baby, as our number two receiver. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I'm so glad that you got in. Hashtag choppy like you right off the bat. I set you up for that. A-R-S-B. Here's my take, Chops. It's different than yours. I, I'm I'm not sold. I mean, I like this player, but I think he's getting a whole lot of love on a bad Lions team. He's making a lot of catches and a lot of plays, but I see this player as like a 60-70 catch guy, a number three on a good team in the slot, maybe six to 800 type yards. Uh, type of players so people that are putting him in the hall of fame giving him a thousand yards like i think you just did talking about uh he's the greatest thing since sliced white bread i don't know i like him i like his mentality i like what he's doing for the lions but amon ra needs to stack another season on top he also needs to make big time plays and do it consistently, but I'm not putting him as WR1. I'm not putting him, oh, the Lions are set now at receiver. That's not what I'm doing with this kid, but I do like what he's up to. We'll see if ARSB can keep it up. I mean, I'm anxious to see as the Kool-Aid drinkers are. All right, Choppy, there it was. I'm going to try to hit the people with some unique sound effects, the ones they love on the show, but my default might be that triple horn here today on the show. Question number two. I'm going to tackle this one first. I just want to know some of our 2022 top needs for the Detroit Lions. Let's do this thing. So when I when I look at it, for me, the Lions, they, they've got lots of needs. We all know this. We know that there's holes on the roster. We've also seen this year, man, they got some good young talent. They got some other guys that are you know, on the come up, guys, they found diamonds in the rough. But if you're talking about needs, for me, it starts at the safety position. I feel like we've just had terrible, that's right, Charles, terrible safeties on this team. They, uh, you know, always out of position. They finally got it a bit better when they moved Will Harris. But you got to address the safety position with a nasty stud that can run, hit, and tackle. That's first and foremost. I need myself a linebacker like N'Kobe Dean, who's a freak that could do it all. He just blew up the Michigan Wolverines. And yes, when I'm picking at the top of the draft, give me an edge. Give me a guy that can crush quarterbacks. A guy that I can say hunt every single play. And oh yeah, just for you, Choppy, as I hand it off, I need myself a quarterback because Jared Goff can't throw. There you go. Nah, get that junk out of here. Oh, great. Listen to me, man. Our, our, we don't have to worry about a quarterback for another year. So just take that junk away, man. For me, it's it real breaks down. I'll break it down offense, defense. On offense, we need a legit number one receiver. I don't know if we're going to do it with free agency. I don't know if we're going to do it with the draft. But we got to get a number one stud with some size and some speed to compliment my boy, ARSB. And I'd also like to see us get a little tight end help here to help out my boy TJ Hawkinson, man. I mean, we can't be having no Brock Wright and anybody else, all these bum scrubs that aren't even on the team anymore coming up from the practice squad. We got to get some tight end help too, even though TJ Hawkinson is the man. And on the defensive side, you're right. We got to look at the edge. We got, I, I know we got Romeo coming back. He's going to be coming strong. I think we're going to take a, an edge player here, whether it's a number, you know, that one pick, that two pick, we're taking edge. And of course, the safety position is a total dumpster fire. Reset it, get me a stud, and do oh, it. Baby, oh, baby, baby, baby. Triple O baby on that one. I like the content. I like the info you brought. No question about it. Um, Let's just dive into number three here. So I'm sending this to you. Is TJ Hawkinson a top five tight end in all of the National Football League? Real simple on this one, Oak. Oh, hell yeah. He is the real (laughs) freaking deal. Come on, man. When this guy's healthy, with a couple of weapons around him, he is a legit top five tight end in the league. He's got the size. He's at the tight end camp. He's doing all that he's got to do. Look, man, the guy was a solo run show for the beginning of the season. I know he got dinged up a little bit. Jared Goff took a little time to build some rapport. But this guy is a legit stud, top five, take him, 
fantasy league, tape in real league. He is going to put up the stats. He's going to put up the numbers. He's going to get some help on the offensive side of the ball. The guy can block. He's going to get another tight end out there because, again, he's the only guy on the squad. But this guy is straight up legit. Don't disrespect T.J. Hawkinson. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That must taste delicious on that end of the line there, Chappy, because I'm here to tell you, everybody, I love Hawk, but he's not. I mean, come on. Not yet. I mean, you talk to fans about DJ Hawk. They're like, they got this guy as the greatest player in the league. I don't care at what position. They told me on Twitter. I won't trade him for anything. It doesn't matter what you offer me. This guy's unbelievable. Wait till he gets a quarterback. Wait till he stays healthy. Wait till this happens. I'm still waiting, TJ Hawkinson, because I've seen little flashes. I saw one pretty good season. I also saw two that have been injury riddled and not so great. Um, Not that great, might I say here on the pod. So I don't know. He's not there. He's not a top five guy for me yet, but I hope he can get there. I like the player, but putting this guy in the top five before he can get through a season and put up uh, nearly a thousand and get a bunch of tugs, I don't think so. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! All right, there we go. Choppy number four. Again, I'll take a breath and roll with this one. I mean, are we better with Jared Goff, who, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard here on the pod. I mean, it's just a running gimmick, so I'm just going to continue to do it until he proves me otherwise. He can't throw. Are we better with that, a quarterback that can't throw, or a rookie next year? I mean, I think this one's pretty simple, to be honest. Actually, it's not simple. This one's a little complicated because there's contracts involved. There's Brad Holmes's love, just like hashtag choppy likey for Jared Goff. There's the fact that Dan Campbell seems like the coolest guy ever, so he'll just roll with whatever. So my thought is, are we better with Goff? No. <laughs> are we better as a franchise rolling with golf next year and putting everything around him and getting everything figured out. I think so, especially cause you got to basically pay him. He seems like a guy that will get better with more reps and whatnot, but he needs to learn how to throw spirals. He needs to learn how to lead better. He's missed a few games this year. So after that, I mean, please let's get a dynamic rookie in here. Even take one this year if the price is right and you love it. And then, Move on from Jared Goff. I mean, so it's a half and half take by me. What do you got? Yeah, that's a BS take. Oak, look, you, you jumped the fence. You, <laughs> you just love it. Jared you, Goff, you bro. Straddled it. I don't know what the heck you did there. You didn't even answer your own damn question. So here we go. Are we better with Jared Goff or a rookie next year? Oh, we are better with my boy, Jared Goff, <laughs> next year. Straight up, no questions asked. Do not give me a rookie quarterback. Bruh. We are building this team. We are building it with through the trenches. And Jared Goff is the perfect quarterback to throw into that situation where we want to get our team better. I do not want a rookie in there getting pounded on, making rookie mistakes. I want guys around him that are going to help build him up. And Jared Goff can help either fill that gap, potentially even extend that gap. Do not draft a rookie quarterback, Lions. Do not do it. Put Jared Goff in there. We got the contract situation. My boy is going to lead us to at least eight victories next year, maybe 10. He's going to be fine. We're going to build around him, get everybody else around this guy ready to go, but do not throw him in there and set him up for failure. (laughs) Oh, man, had to hit you with the Stafford blast because I know you hate him for some reason, yet you love Jared Goff for some reason. I... I, I appreciate the Kool-Aid drinking. I appreciate you standing by your man, but he can't throw. And it's just like, we'll roll with it, but I don't like it. I, we'll roll with it, but we could do better, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of better, let's keep it rolling. Is Deshaun Watson an option for Detroit? I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this. Do your thing. Oh my gosh. Who comes up with these questions, bro? Listen, the Sean Watson situation is a dumpster fire. Okay. The Houston, the Houston Texans can't even put him on their roster, but they can't trade him because he's not worth anything. The guy's got lost, you know, all these criminal, criminal, civil, no one knows what's going on with his court situation. No, he, no, 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 no. Do not bring that guy here and ruin any of the mojo that we have set up here with Brad Holmes and, and Dan freaking Campbell 
I, we don't want any distractions. I don't want any nonsense. I don't want any, is he going to play? Isn't he going to play? The, and I don't see his court situation. And then even if his court situation does get settled, all that that's all that will be talked about at training camp. Well, you know, this guy's a bad character guy. What happened with all this? No, I don't need it. Keep it out of Detroit. Stick it somewhere else. No, thank you. Oh, my goodness. You could just tell that we always are on different sides of the coin on this show because, I mean, a lot of me would absolutely love this. I mean, I love Deshaun. I always have. He's a hell of a ball player, hell of a quarterback, but he's also done some loving of his own, it appears. I mean, that's no laughing matter, just uh, the pun that I made there, but... I mean, he needs to get all that stuff to clear up first, but this guy is such a dynamic quarterback. What's he, probably 25 years old. He can run. He can throw. He can make plays. He does everything on the football field. The other thing that holds me back is the price tag. I feel like the Lions really need to just hold their water, keep all these draft picks, and be like, hey, you know, we need to stack all these players in the draft, add a few free agents, and roll with that. So that's, again, why I'm willing to go with your boy next year. But if they draft a QB this year and they groom him, and by, like, I don't know, week four, they're like, wow, this guy's way better than number 16. Um, Play him if they don't take anybody. 2023, we get our quarterback, but I don't think it's Deshaun Watson. Child, please. Please. The guy's too busy (laughs) making plays off the field, man, and not in a good way. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, all right, man. Six on our list here. How you feeling about our cap situation in 2022? So here's my deal. I actually, uh, hang on. Yep. Oh, Stat Boy just ran me a couple of numbers here, so let's just, just dive into them here. Uh, yeah, so the cap's going to be going up to $208 million. Uh, we've got about eight million of dead cap space and forty million, maybe a little more, to spend. Hey, you know what? For a team that's rebuilding, trying to clean up the freaking mess that was left for them, I don't, lo- I don't hate our cap situation. I think we got some bigger contracts we can try to shuffle out. Maybe a Trey Flowers, maybe a Vitae, get them out of here, and uh, we're not in a bad spot to spend some money. Um, and we got plenty of picks. So I'm actually not terribly disappointed with our cap space. I know the dead cap doesn't help. The Stafford contract, the golf contract, that'll situate itself out. But uh, we're not in a bad spot going forward. I think we got some money to spend. So you you mentioned Stack Guy there. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that made a career. Tony Reale, I believe his name is, went from like intern to working on PTI, giving a few things at the end of the show. To then just dominating the other uh, the other po- uh, show for years and years, unbelievable. Um, as as far as the Lions cap goes, I mean it's good, but it ain't great. I mean people act like we got buckets and buckets of money. I mean it's crazy to me every year when I see these NFL teams have like eighty million, hundred million just sitting around doing nothing. I mean that's crazy. Lions aren't in that situation. I mean they'll need to cut some fat, like I don't know Hal Vitae or unfortunately who was my boy when they signed him Trey Flowers he just hasn't got it done um but I'm hoping they can cut some of those guys use that money improve the team free agency whatever it may be and uh and get rolling but you know they're not in some dominant position but they do have enough money the cap's going to go up about 20 million bucks this year so they're really going to need to supplement free agency with the draft to get this thing done All right, Chops, I'm sending this back to you again. Do you have a couple of top free agent targets on your mind for the Lions? Any names come to mind? Oh, yeah, I got I got a great list here, man. So top free agents I'd love to see. Man, there's a lot of wide receivers that are going to be available this year. A couple that jump out to me, I, I really like Mike Williams or an Allen Robinson. I think some of those guys are going to go a little under the radar being paid because you're going to have some other names like Juju out there that are going to get paid buku bucks. Uh, of course, don't forget your boy Devontae Adams. We'll be getting big pet mad cash. But uh, I'd love to see one of those big name wide receivers, not the top tier, but maybe a, a kind of that second tier get uh, get going over here. On the defensive side of the ball, man, like we talked about, our safety situation is a freaking dumpster fire, man. I would love to see my boy Bates or maybe even the Honey Badger making a stop here in the D. And then uh, a couple that I think are intriguing for our linebacker position is, uh, and I can never say this guy's name right, Ola Loken from Atlanta. 
and maybe a little Devante Hightower uh, might be good LBs for us if we can sneak them in there. Yeah, good stuff from you. Uh, this was a tough one for me because every time I look at the free agent list, I usually scan down and I'm like, would never come here. They won't like him. Bad off the field. You know, all these reasons why we just don't even can't even approach some of these top names that you see. Uh, the Lions have tried to always get that middle guy that like you never heard of, but he's about to be good or that aging vet that was already done, but hopefully now will be good somehow. I don't know. I like some of the bigger names you brought up. Like for me, it was wide receiver as well. Like names I threw out, especially because the Lions got time is like, are you willing to kind of pay crazy for Chris Godwin? Can you get um, Michael Gallup and, and let him recover and, and let him ball out here in Detroit? Seems like a good fit. Allen Robinson from the state of Michigan, maybe. I mean, I would like a big-time free agent receiver. And then when you talk about the other side or just another spot, can I get a nasty safety? I don't know. Like Jabril Peppers. Can I get the honey badger just to change the mentality here, kind of like you mentioned? Or here's a name that everyone on Twitter thinks can do no wrong. Quandre Diggs. Can you bring him back and say, hey, that other guy's gone. Let's do this thing. Got to play that when we're talking about free agents. All right, Choppy. I'll, I'll roll with this one. Is the O-line set this year, or is it another example of good on paper but just can't get it done when it matters? I mean, when I look at this, I'm kind of like, I mean, they seem good. They're young, but are they real good? Are they lines good? Are they great? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't even seen the full unit out there yet they haven't been healthy um you know we're hoping that we've got young stud I mean, we've got a good player at the left tackle we've got maybe the best center in the game and you got a right tackle but as you heard earlier i'm kicking hal vitai out the door i don't care how good he's played this year i can't pay a guy like that that much money and then you know jonah jackson's still coming along so I mean, I don't know. I I hope they're good. I feel like they could be a team strength, but this is another one where I'm like hesitant to pencil it in, drink that Kool-Aid all day, every day, and be like, man, we got a top five O-line in the league when that was supposed to be this year. And yeah, they've been pretty decent, but we haven't even seen the full product. So get out there, stay healthy, make plays, bully some people for once, stop dropping in the pass sets all day, and bully teams and, and make it count. I mean, that's what I'm waiting on. All right, here's the thing, oh. The O-line is our team's biggest strength. Even through an injury-riddled season this year, we established a run game like we haven't in years that has opened up the pass. I mean, I just imagine all these guys being healthy next year, right? Like, and again, you can't always expect people to be healthy, but there's gonna you're going to have injuries. But man, if this group is healthy, it is the best group on our team and potentially top five, top three in the league. So, yeah, I mean, look, are we going to maybe have to add a little bit of cheap depth, maybe a, a draft pick later in the draft, you know, to, to fill some gaps? For sure. We got, a, you know, we got Jonah moving along. But, man, Penny Sewell has fit right in. The guy, you know, you know, all, for all the talk, left tackle, right tackle. He's been fantastic on the right tackle. The O-line is set, brother. There's, there's no question. Oh. Penny Sewell's been an absolute beast as, as a rookie. There's no doubt about that. If everybody's listening to this kind of on a, on a Friday or whatever and you haven't seen it yet, I think the Lions just put out video with uh, him mic'd up. And, man, if he's this good as a rookie and playing a new position, look out. It's going to be incredible. So, all right, let's we, – we, we got tons more of these, Choppy. I mean, we're just, we're just spitting today for the people, giving them takes and takes and takes. So uh, our number nine here on the first segment, uh, what positions are players um, – you know, do you feel like our needs on the on the D line up front? I mean, for me, it's simple, right? Uh, you know, you're looking at edge, no doubt, right? This year we were lacking with Romeo being out. Um, we had a ton of injuries with the other Aquora and other guys out. Um, I, I think it's a no brainer that we're going to be taking an edge here with our pick. So to me, the edge is the top top look on that D line. Um, and again, just you can't go wrong pairing up Hutch with Okora and just letting those dogs eat, man. So you're going to have a young pup. You're going to have a guy coming off an injury who just got paid. He's ready to prove. Give me those edge passers thing. For the love of God, can we just get to some quarterbacks, man? I want to see sacks. I want to see guys in double digit sacks. 
I, I just want a, I want a TJ Watt guy just blowing it up and, you know, a JJ Watt, whatever, any of those damn Watt brothers, just give me someone who can get the quarterback to the ground. <laughs> oh my goodness. First of all, again, I got to take a little side tangent. Choppy, you got to be careful when you say right after everything, because you know, I don't agree with basically 80% of what you say. So when, even if you add a right question mark at the end, it doesn't mean I'm agree with you. That's first and foremost. Anybody else that does that out there, stop it, please. Uh, <laughs> so when I'm talking about like needs or positions on the D line, I mean, I need, I need freaky, rushers and that usually comes from the outside linebacker type position kind of like what Charles Harris did this year you need guys that can hustle and that can bend and dip and get after the quarterback as Choppy said I do agree with him on that one um you know everybody would I would love to see Hutch here I think if he's there at two that's still my selection um overall though if you look at the D line like a lot of the rushers and people that we have are um, either coming back or young or ready to go. So like that front really isn't our biggest need, especially with all the capital we spent on tackles. But get me some OLBs uh, that can get after the quarterback. No question. All right, man. What you're saying, Oakry, is that you agree with me. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? No one's really right. I'm like running out of breath. We are just going rapid fire here. Hope that people are enjoying this. And we got plenty more to go. So let's do this last one before our commercial break. I'm going to kick it to you so I can take a breath here and figure out the 8 million buttons I'm hitting over here on the computer and the podcast setup. Uh, who Who's going to stick in the secondary? If you were like, hey, man, these guys are going to stay around. Uh, give me some names or, or people that are going to be here and that can play in the secondary for the Lions. Oh man, the Lions secondary. Well, let's see here. So uh let, let, let me think here. So what we've got AO, he's sticking. We got, oh baby. That's that's right. We got Jerry Judy. I mean, I, I jury. Look, we got Jacob. I mean, sorry, jury. We got jury Jacobs and we got Parker. <laughs> I don't even know what we have in Okuda. Mr. Um, so, Okuda. Man, I, I want to say that really the only guy that I'm like locked in, hammer it down is AO. And, you know, I, I think Parker can be legit. I think Jerry can be legit. I just don't know what to what to expect out of Akuda. And everybody else that's not named those four can just, um, you know, bugger off and go watch some Netflix. <laughs> Did you just drop a bugger off here on the show? I mean, what's that from like the 30s? What was that? <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> I say that you're the only one all right so like you already ran down the names but for me I'm looking around and I'm kind of like all right like I pretty much know I'm a role with Mr. Okuda I think hoping he can bounce back I really hope he can make plays I actually have a number 23 now in crispy white that I'd like to wear and represent for this guy if he can make plays uh you know AO everybody's giving him the golden goose saying man this guy's unbelievable I mean he's had an incredible year he's got great turnovers but um he's been my guy since the draft I would have taken him second round of that draft where he went to round five to the Lions I liked his length his ability but again this is a guy guy that has some tackling type issues and I'm I'm just waiting to see another season of them before I just go crazy jury Jacobs I don't need to wait on I feel like jury Jacobs is an NFL starter he's a hell of a pit bull bulldog I love him jury you're the man AJ Parker's a guy like in the slot much better than Justin Coleman who got like 10 million and made three plays on this team so I mean gosh you look around those are kind of the only guys and here's the thing I'm done seeing Will Harris at corner, at safety, anywhere on this team because he can't play. I mean, a famous wise man once said, man, this guy, he can't he can't even cover a coffee table. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We suck. Sorry, that's sometimes how the uh, secondary has been at times. That uh, They have not been good, but they have some young bodies, and I hope they can make plays. <sighs> All right, Choppy, you got anything else? We got to get to our break, man. Hey, before we hit the break, man, I think I want to I wanna expand a little bit on the last one. Give me your thoughts on what's going on with Iffy, man. Melifanu, man, I was big on him. I liked him, and he really is kind of disappointing me. But, uh, you know, maybe I just had a little bit of high, too high expectations. But what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, no, it's a good point by you. I actually left him off my list because, you know, I have to remind myself sometimes, oh, yeah, if he's on this team, doesn't he have a lot of upside? Isn't he big and physical? Um, I mean, I think he's still a good player and will be kind of like that second tier type cover man that you need in the league now. But and I like that the Lions are investing in these type of guys rather than saying, oh, we could just get by with any corner in a passing league. Um, So, I mean, if he can only get better and he's a big physical guy that can make plays. So he just needs to improve as like Derek. Barnes does, Levi, and some of these guys where everybody wants him to be absolutely incredible from day one, like Penny Sewell has been. So that's my take. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Right. Thank you. Um, so let's let's get our great sponsors in here. And like when we come back, I know you guys can't believe this. I think we went about 20, 30 minutes already. We got 10 more PTKs for you. Pardon the Kool-Aid. So everybody, go to your kitchen. Fill up your glass. Drink it in, man. And we'll be right back after the break, serving up Kool-Aid, cornbread. And we got plenty of topics to talk about. So, everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. I've caught my breath. Thank you for listening to our sponsors. Again, I'm Derek Oakry here on the podcast. I got my buddy Chops. You can find him on Twitter at Chops in the D. If you send him something or if you see any of his tweets... Um, you know, you got to hit it with hashtag choppy likey. That's his gimmick. He's he's made that a thing, which I think is super funny and great. So, Chops, if you're ready to roll, man, we got 10 more here on the first ever PTK. Pardon the Kool-Aid show. I mean, you ready to do this or what? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I hit the oxygen tank on during the break. Uh, I drank in some Kool-Aid. I, I might have to roll up the defibrillator after we get through these next 10 more questions, bro. But uh, <laughs> let's do it. And we're going to do it for the people. <laughs> the first one we got, man, here on the second segment. I mean, tell me that it's not fun to say, come on, Craig. <laughs> but my question to you is, I mean, will this guy come on as a player and get better and better? I mean, is he a factor? I mean, come on, Chops. Come on, Craig. What do you got? Oh, this is definitely getting a hashtag choppy likey right off the bat. <laughs> Again. Off the second half of the show, man. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, Craig has been an awesome surprise for this team. And uh, what do we call him? We call him Netflix, Netflix Craig. Uh, he's the fourth head in our monster, man. So we, we've got Swift, we got Swag, we got Jefferson, and we got Craig. 
Well, who, what more do you need? I think uh, he's, he's doing just fine. And he's shown that he can come step right in and be the number one, if he needs to, or the number two, if he needs to, I think the running back room is looking pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> the, the funny part about having you on the show now, after I try to talk you into it, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be on the pod. I'll create this and that. Like, I feel like the Kool-Aid's rubbing off because all these like marginal guys or guys that are good for a cup of coffee, like you're all in on Craig. Every time I text you, you're like, man, Craig Randall, he's a, he's a uh, NFL back. I mean, he's a, why we need touches. He needs, he's going to be back next year. And I'm like, come on, Craig. I hope so. But I mean, it's Craig Reynolds. Like, I mean, he's, I, <laughs> he's like a depth running back. He's like a guy that, I'm happy for his story, but I hate to be like other, you know, hosts on the show or people that kind of always lean towards the wait and see. But it's like, I mean, is he really going to be a rostered player? Is he going to be like under Swift, Swag, Jefferson, anybody else we bring in? And then all of a sudden, come on, Craig. I mean, <laughs> I hope so. I like saying the gimmick, obviously. It's it's fun. And Matt Derry does it great. And I enjoy doing it. But to me, Craig Reynolds is like you know, wait and see, or like, you know, if he makes it, what does that say about our running backs? I mean, I, I hope Netflix can do some things, but I'm just, I'm just not sure about him. So I, I love that you're all in though, just like you are on Jared Goff. It's incredible. Help me, help me. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I got to get my sounds organized a little bit better. I'm, I'm trying to find some of the classics for the people, but like, like I say, let's get to number two, Choppy. I'm going to throw this your way again. Uh, are there a couple Lions free agents that you just you just got to keep? You got to have these guys. You got to bring them back. If so, who are they and why? Yeah, my, there's only one guy really that hits this list for me, and it's Josh Reynolds. Uh, waiver wire pickup, has rapport with Goff. No, Brad Holmes knows him. Um, we have to resign this guy. You, uh, you saw the wide receiving room and the offense just spark. You saw a little, a little swag in the step of Jared Goff when this guy came and started playing meaningful minutes for this team. We got to get him back on. I'm loving uh, a, a, a top draft pick wide receiver with Josh Reynolds and uh, my boy Amara. So he's my gotta. He's my gotta. Gotta stay. Uh, a couple other names here who I'd like to see back. Um, Charles Harris, I think he's impressed this year. He's he's made he's moved some heads. Some people have looked at him. And uh, don't don't hold back on my boy uh, Jalen Reeves Maven. Um, he was a little bit of a shocker too. He's helped out in the linebacker spot, and I would not mind seeing him back in the Honolulu Blue next year. Choppy, you basically hit on a lot of my players. I mean, again, Charles Harris is a great story. He's put up great numbers, great mentality. I do feel like the Lions fan base are writing this guy in as an absolute uh, gotta have, bring him back. He was a former first round pick. I did like him in that draft. So if they get him back at a good price and make him a rotational outside uh, linebacker rush player, I like that. Josh Reynolds, as you said, he's really come in here and been good. I think he's a two type receiver. Silky smooth has a little bit of that size and you could probably get him at a decent price here as a, as a decently young player. So I, I like him. The other names and these aren't guys that I have to have but I, I wouldn't mind if it w works out like I feel like Dean Marlowe is really filled in once they got Will Harris out of there it's been like Marlowe and Tracy and uh, you know Dean Marlowe makes some tackles he's a veteran he, he used to play with Buffalo I think so he's decent too so we'll uh, we'll see what they do I don't have to have these guys but I would keep some of these free agents around at the right price Ohio State is vanquished Ohio State is oh, might might be my favorite drop now on the on the board uh, for sure. Um, all right, number three, who you got, Hutch or Tibbs, and why? Oh man, well you just queued up the greatest uh, the greatest call of the season and <laughs> basically answered my question before you even asked it, bro. Of course, it's got to be Hutch. What screams more? What, who do you think of more when you think Dan Campbell biting kneecaps, fireball, motor mindset? Come on, man. It's Hutch all day, baby. Nothing, no other player. No, you know, and this is not a knock on Tibbs at all. I respect him. He's a good player. He's going to, I think he's going to be a great NFL player. But to me, you bring the local boy 
you get him here, you throw him in that jersey, and oh man, he's going to sell tickets. He's going to look great on the posters, and he is going to get at the quarterback all day long. Give me Hutch. But Choppy, I mean, he didn't play very well against Georgia. I mean, that just proves that he can't do it at the NFL level. I mean, haven't you heard these people on Twitter? Everyone's down on Hutch. They think he can't play after he was the number one pick, after he proved all year he's a ball player, after he's a heck of a leader. These people want to write this guy off like he forgot how to play football. He had one bad game against a real good team. What's he just going to come in the NFL and get locked up all day? I think you brought up names earlier, like TJ Watt, like uh, JJ Watt. What? Like some of these players, like Boses, that get after you. I mean, this guy's cut in that same type of cloth. You never got to worry about him. He's a plug-and-play guy. I love it that people are starting to doubt him. I hope Jacksonville takes somebody else. And we're like, what? Hutch is still on the board? Give him to me. I hope that's what happens. I mean, he's a he's a great player on and off the field. I've said it before. Again, I'm with you. Tibbs might be a better NFL player than college. And when he wanted to play and when he was out there, he gets after quarterbacks he gets pressures all day every day but hutch is the pick for the detroit lions if he's there let's do this hey listen ohio state sucks <laughs> there you you were right choppy i should have saved the vanquish but i got it back with that one so we'll keep this thing rolling number four here I mean, this is non-Lions related, but it's like a hot topic now. So I bumped it down the list, but I guess we'll throw it out there. I mean, is A.B. crazy or is he just misunderstood? Hold on. I'll take this one first. Man, this dude is cray-cray. People out there telling you, oh, you better be careful. I don't want to say anything bad about a guy. He might be having some issues. Yeah, he's got lots of issues. Antonio Brown has been a crazy person for about a decade now. He was under the wraps thanks to Mike Tomlin over there in Pittsburgh. But this guy's swinging at his GM, quitting on his team, wearing fur coats on the sideline, taking his pads off and running off the field. Man, you're crazy. You're just an embarrassment to the league, and you let down your teammates every stop you go unless you're balling out, big boom, and getting the ball every play, and then you're a bit happy. Every other time, you're a crazy person, and I don't care what's going on with you. It's simple. This guy can't be trusted. What do you got? Yeah, you know, look, it, it really disheartens me. It's hard to talk about my fellow Chippewa. Um, you know, me and AB, we go way back to our CMU days. Child, uh, please. Yeah, I mean, the guy clearly has some problems, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm more on the Tom Brady approach of like, I hope he gets the help he needs because oh, you know, ever, ever, you know, and everybody likes to keep pointing back at the well. Ever since the perfect hit, blah, blah. man, it was before that. This guy has something. He, he, there's something wrong in his head. I just don't know what it is, but, but uh, I, I hope he gets the help he need. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny because I really love the guy, right? I mean, he did things for my school that, that people haven't done in the past, but um, you know, and I would have loved maybe before to see him get it straight, come to, come to Tampa, come to new England, let Tom Brady settle him in. But man, the guy's got, got some stuff wrong with it. And I just can't see any team taking a risk on him. Now, if Tom Brady, couldn't get this guy to fall in line. No one's going to. And his, I think his days in the NFL are done. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> All right. That's enough for talking about him. Let's get to this. How long before the Lions win the NFC North? What do you got? Give me a timetable. How's it going to go down? Oh, Okri, I'm so glad you put this question in. Because my take on this is that the Lions are going to legitimately be contending for the NFC North next season. <laughs> and if they don't win it next year, they will win it in 2023. Because Green Bay's days are numbered. This team has fought tooth and nail, even though the record doesn't show it, for Dan freaking Campbell. We know there's a lack of talent, but we are on the way. Brad Holmes has shown he can be savvy. He can find players. He can get late draft picks that are going to produce. The Lions will win the division no later than 2023 market. Woo! <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are bringing the 
you know, knowledge, the, the strong takes today. I absolutely love it. They're Kool-Aid filled, which is even better here. I'm pardon the Kool-Aid. I mean, my thing with this question is I was kind of like, you listen to everybody online, all these pundits, and they're like, yeah, you know, in like three three years or so, our roster will be together. We'll, we'll, and then we'll start, you know, maybe winning some ball games. Two to three years after this year? I mean, that's that's not how the NFL works, man. You're supposed to be able to, you know, undo your roster, have a couple good drafts, add some key free agents, get a quarterback that can ball out, and then all of a sudden you're you're challenging for divisions and playoff wins. That's how it goes. It goes in cycles. So the fact the Lions haven't done that in fifty some years or, you know, ever in my lifetime, it just doesn't mean that it has to take a half decade or eight years, ten years to get this together. This should be a two to three year, maybe like you said, even a shorter plan than that. So I hope it's sooner rather than later for our Lions. I mean, I hope they get it together and they start putting up banners that aren't, you know, hey, we made uh, whatever banners they're putting up in Ford Field. I mean, it's no good. You, you, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So let's start beating some people. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Green Bay will be on their way down. Minnesota will be a dumpster fire. Chicago's not that great. Um, we should be able to get this done the next couple, like you said. So I'm I'm with you there. All right, this is like a this is an option you know, where you fill in the little bubbles or you got some some things to pick from. So I need to pick. Uh, I got three players, and I need you to pick. You got to keep one. You got to trade one. And you got to send one to the bowling alley. He's either working the front desk or shining the lanes or whatever's going down. So you got to pick. I mean, the three players are Alex Anzalone. We've got Will Harris and Hal Vitae. Who are you keeping? Who are you trading? Who's going straight to the bowling alley? Is there, is there an option D where they're all bowling? Um, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's say I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep Anzalone because I love that flow. Oh, man, just love the flow. Uh, I, I mean, can you trade Will Harris? Or No, you can't with trade Will Harris. Can you tra- you're going to have to trade Vitae. Um, you got you to trade him with a pick to get a worse pick. Um, I don't know. He's awful. Trade him. And then, I mean, Will Harris. Can Will Harris even tackle a guy that works at the bowling alley? I mean, <laughs> this guy, I, can he even... Can he even figure out how to work the ball return at the bowling alley? Because damn, this guy, I mean, I don't even know if he could turn on the show and watch Netflix, bro. (laughs) Chappie, this is where you should have ended your take with, right? Because I totally agree with you on all three points. I've got Anzalone. I'm keeping him. And my first nugget of why I'm keeping him is he has awesome hair. (laughs) Then I followed it up with I like his work ethic and he's a decent veteran. Then I'm going to trade Big V to anyone that will give me anything. It would be kind of like I said on the uh, previous show here on the pod where I was like, you know, somebody calls up to inquire about Jared Goff. Yes. And then before they even get to what it is, yes, that's what I would do with Hal Vitae. I don't care what they're offering. He can go. I would accept any offer. And yeah, I mean, Will Harris, he's not going to be able to track down the guy that's that steals those clown sh- shoes that stank that they give you uh, when you go to the bowling alley. I mean, that one jokester that thinks he's going to you know, slide down the uh, lane to uh, make his friends laugh. He's not going to be able to muscle that guy out of the bowling alley. I mean, I don't I, I was so high on Will Harris. I was like, man, this guy's got great care. Characters can run and hit and this and that. And all I've done the last two to three years is watch him always behind people in coverage. And recently people are like, oh man, Will Harris, he's looking great at corner. Really? He's made like one play and then the other seven that I remember, he's three yards behind a guy again getting roasted, toasted, and extra crispy. So yeah, I mean, Will Harris has got a career, not in the NFL, but definitely at the bowling alley. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, Will. The, the, only right. people, the only people who've given props to to the Har- to Harris is because they looked at the wrong jersey and saw the other <laughs> Harris. That's the only exactly I can think of. You got to clarify. You're like you say, Harry. Wait, I mean Charles. Charles, of course, not Will. Sorry, Will, but you continue to not make plays, and I can't have you on this roster anymore. I'm sorry, unless you're a depth special teamer. All right, number seven, Choppy is Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell. The OC play caller in 2022. I can't wait to hear what you got to say. 
Oh, Dan Campbell calling plays in 2022. I can't see it. Look, I think the reason why he's calling plays this year is because something happened with him and Anthony Lynn. They don't see eye to eye. Obviously, they're not making a big deal about it. They're putting the team first. Um, you know, I, but I can't see Anthony Lynn returning back to this team, which means that they are going to be bringing in another offensive coordinator who will actually call the plays. Um, now, I will say that I think it's actually good that Dan freaking Campbell called plays this year because it gave him a taste of what it's like. And uh, I hopefully it test tasted bad enough that he realizes that he shouldn't be doing it. He's got other things to worry about. But uh, I think it was a good experience for him in this trial year that we've got going on with not a lot of wins. But he's definitely bringing somebody in next year to call plays for him. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of with you, but I sure hope he's not calling plays. And there's some reasons why. I mean, I get it. You know, he enjoys it. You know, he thinks he can be good at it. You know, congratulations. But we don't need our head football coach learning how to call plays, learning how to scheme up offenses, learning how to do all that and manage the team and manage the game and all the stuff he's doing. I mean, he was quoted in the media recently as saying it took him multiple weeks to even get his head around like this whole play calling in the middle of a season, his first season, by the way, as head coach. So Dan Campbell, I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you're good at it. I mean, Please get me a guy who's, I don't know, proven as a good play caller and OC. I mean, let you focus on everything you need to focus on as a head coach and stop trying to do everything and be everybody because it's a lot, man, to call every offensive play, organize an offense, do all that. We need you as the head coach, a guy that's barking over there, a guy that's motivating, a guy that's getting people excited. So, Dan Campbell, just let it go, but get yourself a hell of a good OC, a young guy, an aggressive, offensive play caller, or a proven guy that's done it and won at a high level. Well, the freaking duck! That's probably what Dan Campbell would say to me, but I think it's the best for the team. All right, man, we got to keep it rolling, rapid fire. How good can Jerry Jacobs be? I mean, I've already touted the guy. What, what do you got on Jerry? Yeah, I mean, Jerry's got a chance here to be a, 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 a de- you know, a good, decent performer on this team. I mean, I, we don't know. For me, I don't know what Mr. Okuda really is. Um, I have to imagine that we're going to be bringing in at least another corner, whether it's through the draft or through a, a free agency. But, I mean, look, if Jerry can come back from his injury that he suffered uh, back in December, he can come back strong. I mean, that last game, seven solo tackles. I mean, the guy had seven pass defenses this year. Um, you know, no interceptions, but you know, that's okay. I mean, being across from AO, you know, I don't see him being a number one. Um, but I definitely like his complimentary style being like a two, three, you know, maybe even a four guy, depending on what Mr. Okuda ends up doing. But, uh, I, I, he's got upside though. And, uh, I think he's performed admirably for the situation that he was put in this year. Yeah, man. I'll keep it short. I mean, I think everyone has loved what he did this year, but I, I love me more than that. I just feel like from day one, his Twitter handle was like CB1. You know, this guy's got confidence. He's not scared. He will come up and hit you. He can cover. Showed me everything I need to see. So as much as I'm rooting for Mr. Okuda, it's kind of like if Jerry's the better player and he comes back healthy and he's ready to roll, um, you know, this is a guy that I think can be a really inexpensive, um, helpful football player for your team. And uh, I'm ready to roll with him. I'm excited about him. Obviously they can always put people in front of him or give him talent. But even if he doesn't rise up the charts, I think this is a great find by the lions, a great player that can stay around and make plays um, for quite a while. So uh, I am excited about Mr. Jury. Jacobs. Um, policy is still the same. You check the report. <laughs> I did check the report, Mr. Caldwell, and it shows that jury can play. All right, couple more here. I, I, I need I need this from you. Over or under 2.5 rounds before Brad Holmes drafts a wide receiver. What do you think? Oh, 
That's a great question. Oh, and you know, you you tugged right at my gambling heartstrings too, because you know <laughs> I love to gamble. I love the over-unders. Um, man, I think it's hard to it's hard to answer this question, to be completely honest, because it depends on what we do in free agency. If we're able to get one of those stud free agents, I think he waits. He's proven that he can find late talent. Um, but if we're not able to lock in one of those guys, man, I could I could definitely see him uh, grabbing one here in the late first, early second round. There are some absolute studs that are going to be available in that slot. Um, oh, gosh, if I had to say one way or the other, I would probably say the over and think that he would wait until like the third round because I think we're going to get a I think we're going to get some good free agencies here. But I mean, he showed he can do it with Amara. So uh, let's do it again this year. <laughs> I I had to give you the two and a hook um, just for you, um, make it a little interesting there. And uh, I'm going to go over as well. I mean, I feel like Brad Holmes has shown that, I mean, this dude thinks he can get a receiver any day of the week, anywhere, everywhere. I mean, I think he was quoted last year as saying, all right, Finally, guys, get up off my ass. I took a receiver. Everyone's just on me. Uh, finally took one. I hope you're happy now type of thing. And then, I mean, yeah, he found a gem in the fourth round. We'll see how good uh, that gem ends up being. But, um, you know, a really good player. I, I'm going the over because every mock draft, you're going to see the Lions taking a receiver with that Rams first-round pick. You're going to see the Lions taking a receiver if they don't use that pick, maybe high second round. And trust me, like I'm not totally against it because that's been a huge weakness on this team. So if a great football player is there and somebody they love that's can make every play and run every route, great. I, I'm okay taking him because it's the new NFL. You do need wide receivers. But out of any position that you can find in free agency, as we talked about earlier, or later in the draft, I think receiver is definitely one of those. So Brad Holmes, man, is going to be uh, – he's going to be waiting. He's going to be lying in the weeds. Um, when the draft comes around saying, you just wait, you just watch me work. Because Brad Holmes knows the NFL draft. All right, man, we made it. Number 10 on our second segment here. This is the biggie. I save it for last. Will the Detroit Lions, our Lions, win a Super Bowl in our lifetime for the loyal Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? What do you got? Okay, I feel like I got to let you tee this one up first, man. I'm going to let you go. I got to catch my breath still because this is a biggie. There there we go. I'm glad to take this one first because the Detroit Lions are, are definitely going to win a Super Bowl. And, and people want to know, well, when's it going to happen? Like, what's going to go down? Like, I'm with Choppy. They should be able to turn this around sooner than later. This isn't some... 10 plus year plan winning a Super Bowl is not easy we have not even won a playoff game I don't know how long but they're putting this roster together through the draft they will end up finding that dynamic quarterback I don't know when and who that's going to be but they will do so and like for all the doubters all the people that are like oh they never get it right all the line never do what they haven't yet it's it's not never. You just don't say, oh, never going to figure it out. They just haven't done it yet. So I see this happening. I see the Kool-Aid drinkers getting what they want and what they deserve. And if I got to put a year on it, we just went into 2022. I say before 2034, we got ourselves a Super Bowl here in Detroit. There we go. Gave myself a kind of a big window. Choppy chop. What do you got? <laughs> I can't believe that. We waited to the end for this question. Actually, I can believe because it's the best question of the day. The answer to this question, Okri, is that absolute freaking lutely we will win a Super Bowl. And we are going to win a Super Bowl. Mark my words. We will have a Super Bowl win by the 2027 Super Bowl. I don't know which number that is, what number we're on. But I'm telling you in the next five years, we will win a Super Bowl. Count it. Market, it's going to happen. We're progressively getting better. I'm seeing eight to 10 wins next year. I'm seeing 10 to 12 the year after that. And it's just going to get better until we get to the mountain. We climb the peak and we conquer this terrible demon of not winning a championship in this city. It will happen. Market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Woo! Oh. 
There, there it is, everybody. Lions, I got another drop for you as well. Step your game up. Step your game up. Step your game up. <laughs> Step your game up. Get us this win. The Wings have done it. The Detroit Pistons have done it. It's time for the Lions to do it here in a football town. So... There it is, Choppy. There it is. PTK, pardon the Kool-Aid, episode one. I mean, hit us up on Twitter if you enjoyed it. (laughs) Maybe at some point we'll do another episode once we catch our breath and come up with another 20-plus segments to give you here on one podcast. We hope you gave you takes, rants, strong opinions. Find us on Twitter. But most of all, Choppy, I think I speak for you on this. Everybody... Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Choppy, we got the Cheddarheads on Sunday. I'm looking for a beat down. I'm sure you are as well. What else you got for the people before we get up out of here? I'm still, I'm still, Oak, I'm still trying to catch my breath from that last uh, peak of the mountain <laughs> talk. I'm, I mean, just I'm so, I'm so red. I'm so hyped. Let's just take it to Cheddar Town. Get that smug, arrogant, cocky no good son of a monkey out of this damn place because I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. I hope he doesn't play. And let's win on Sunday and finish off the season strong. Because Aaron Rodgers is simply this. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. Hope you're sitting on the sideline. Hope the Lions drop 30 on you. Hope they win by multiple touchdowns. But everybody, that's all we got. We'll catch you next week right here. On the D Troy Kool Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Back to back, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.